Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, my good sis and star of Black Lightning, Nafisa Williams, talks to me about endurance and leaning into prayer to build and sustain your inner strength. Acting is kind of an oversaturated industry. You know, when you tell people you want to be an actor, they often look at you like, yeah, okay, sure, good luck. (laughs) I moved to Los Angeles on February 1st, 2010, to pursue my film and television career, just eight months after I graduated from Howard University and received my BFA in musical theater. I was 22 and didn't even consider the possibility of my dreams not coming true. I bought a $90 one-way ticket with about $1,000 to my name, not nearly enough, by the way, and stepped out on faith. At that time, I had been acting professionally since the age of 14 and had always dreamt of my life as a full-time actress in LA. So later that summer, I went home to the DMV for Memorial Day weekend, and my parents threw me a nice Ashley's Visiting Barbecue. I remember so many friends and family members coming up to me and saying how brave I was for moving to LA and how impressed they were by that. They were giving me a compliment, but the truth is I didn't feel brave at all. It was always my plan and I simply went after it. It wasn't bravery, it was belief. I simply went after what I always knew was mine. It was thrilling. And 12 years later, it still is. And when Nafisa traded in the safety of her district attorney office job to pursue acting and prayerfully book a gig, she needed that same extreme faith and yes, endurance. You know, for me, a big thing, Ash, is comparing ourselves to other people. And I know just to be transparent, we do it at times, but I think what's always saved me was to know what's for me is for me. So I've really gotten the habit of when I would see everybody who got their show, who got their opportunity before me, celebrate them because what's for me, nobody else can get, right? And in our Sankofa moment, Nafisa tells us about her favorite historical superhero. She was a real life superhero, like a beast, like literally. And she didn't do it just one time. Like it would have been cool if she just did it once. One time. That's why she's a superhero. Oh my (laughs) goodness. I'm so excited. Birthday twin. Birthday twin, birthday Birthday twin. twin. So. I'm going to start with an icebreaker. 
What was the last CD? <laughs> yes, I said CD. You listened to <laughs> on repeat. Oh, the last CD that I've listened to on repeat. I was driving around in my little Kia Sophia. It was dark green and it was Keisha Cole. <laughs> Come on, dark green Kia. Yes. Kia Sophia. My Kia got me around, but Keisha Cole for sure. Her first two albums. That's good. That's good. So, Nafisa, take me back to mm-hmm. how it all started. I want to know, what did Philly teach you? Wow. Okay. Philly taught me confidence. Mm. You just kind of have to have it. Like, you got to have it, like, on the schoolyard in elementary school. You really do <laughs> to, to kind of, like, hang in there and survive. It's, it's real. So, wait. So, about that, at, even in elementary school, what is that, like, why do you have to have that, you say, growing up in Philly? You know, it's one of those things where Philly, it's it's an inner city, right? And it's a very fashionable inner city. And it's like one of those things where you have to possess that confidence. You have to possess that self-assurance of who you are. One, bullying, you know, so you got to kind of, you know, head up high, crown on, know who you are. It kind of Were you bullied? I was. Yeah, I was really tiny. I was the smallest. Oh I was like the first, goodness. second in the line. I was always really petite in size and short in height. So, yeah. Wow. I see. Like, mm-hmm. and I, were to, I would be like, you've never been bullied a day in your life. And here you are like, oh. no, I was bullied on the schoolyard. Oh, my God. Yes, I was. I was tiny. I was a, a good kid. I wouldn't say perfect. I'm not always a perfect, <laughs> but I was definitely like a goody two-shoe. So that didn't help either. But um, yeah, I was always like the first in line in class. I was the shortest. And yes, I for sure got picked on and got bullied. 100%. Wow. Okay. So you got to be, you got to have tough skin growing up. You got to have tough skin. Exactly. Which is where that confidence comes in as well. And then another thing that I'm really grateful that Philly taught me is a hustle. I call it the Philadelphia hustle. And it's always something that I wanted to make sure I possessed. And gratefully, I feel like I do. And that has helped me navigate this industry. I feel like if you can make it in Philly, out of Philly, I feel like you can make it anywhere. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. You're obviously very proud of your city, and where you came from. And I always respect people that that carry where they came from with them. So mm-hmm. to that point, talk to me about your parents. I want to know who they are and how much of them is in you. My dad is the ultimate hustler, right? The ultimate disciplinarian. So it had a lot to do with me being like that goody two-shoe showing up. It was mm-hmm. like, you, you go to school... You get good grades. You are very respectful. You respect your elders. 
My mom was a stay-at-home mom, super nurturing, super caring. She did spoil me a lot. <laughs> my mom let me have, you know, a good bit of freedom that my dad didn't. So she, like, she you know. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice balance. And me and my mom were always really close. She was pretty young. They were young when they had me. So they were 20 and 21. So we kind of oh, wow. grew up together, yeah. learning life together. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Super My parents cool, were older. Super, oh, <laughs> My were they? Were 33 and 40. Yeah. They yeah, were. sounds like how old I'll be. When I <laughs> Ditto, sis. Ditto. Crazy. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> they were super cool, super fly, super fashionable, and still spirituality in me. Went to ter- church every Sunday. Like, if they taught me nothing else, they taught me about faith and they taught me about mm. God. They taught me about prayer. You know, those fundamentals that, that I carry is one of those tools that I could, you know, say I got from them that helped me navigate this industry, navigate my career and my businesses. Wow. Come on, businesses. Oh, come on, hey, businesses. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say business people. She said businesses with an S and I am here. Amen. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to go here yet, but since you brought okay. it up, we're going to put God okay. first, right? Okay. Talk to me about prayer. Because mm-hmm. I, too, was, you know, raised with a spiritual foundation and, you know, went to bed every night saying my prayers and woke up every morning thanking God for another day. And I continue. Prayer is, is a very right. important part of my life. But what I want to know from you is, has there been a time in your life that prayer got difficult? And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is... You felt like, is this thing working? Mm. (laughs) Is this thing on? God, are you hearing me? Am I praying Mm. the right way? When you just Mm -hmm. questioned everything. Yeah. That was probably 2015, 2016. Okay. And I remember just grinding it out in L.A., And it being Mm. just tough and me getting mentally tired. I was drained, you know, leaving your hometown, walking away from the corporate job and being like, I'm going to go for this dream. And then you're going for it. And you you, you know the the, the marathon, the endurance that you need for it. I just was getting really, really tired. And I remember having to downgrade apartments. Mm. I remember I moved to this fancy loft and I was like, oh, yep. Because I was always like, consistently working, but you know, it's levels, you know, where, you know, you just able to, that, that one job is already accounted for, for the rent, for the car note, for the food and for everybody you owe back for that month, Mm. (laughs) you can borrow money from. So I remember being in the shower and just being really, really, really over it. And I didn't even know how to pray. All I could do was cry. I didn't have any other words. I was like, because clearly this ain't working. However I'm doing it hasn't been working for me. Does this, uh, is this worth it? Should I still be doing this? This industry doesn't love me. I've been doing this for so long and I still haven't gotten a break. I just still feel like it's not happening. Is it ever going to happen? And you say, I was wondering if it was ever going to happen. What? Was the it, was it, you know, for me, I realized it was, I just want to be able to do what I love to do and pay my rent. 
I just want to pay my rent and be comfortable because again, so that was, it was like it. I was, and again, I was working and it was cool and it was it consistent, but it was just enough to cover the rent. It wasn't enough to live. It wasn't enough to to breathe. I wanted to work as an actor, doing what I love and live. Did you ever feel like you were watching others do kind of what you knew you were capable of doing, but you couldn't, you weren't quite doing it yet? How did that make you feel? What was that experience like? You know, for me, a big thing, Ash, is comparing ourselves to other people. Mm. And I Mm. know just to be transparent, we do it at times. But I think what's always saved me was to know what's for me is for me. So I really got in the habit of when I would see everybody who got their show, who got their opportunity before me, celebrate them because Mm. what's for me, nobody else can get, right? I would always tell myself, if y'all are all going out for the same job, right? And Ashley just booked Dear White People, which I went out for, that means I got next. Mm. So it's like, if I just stay in the race, if I stay and, and ask God to build my endurance, mine is going to come. It has to because now you guys are booked. So you can't get the next show that's 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 coming up, right? So I would always tell myself, celebrate them, congratulate them, repost them. They're not your competition. I think we are taught very early on in life and especially in Hollywood that we're competing with everybody who want and have the same goals as we do, right? But it's like, Nah, that was for y'all. But I got next if I stay in the race. I would always tell myself, if you give up today, tomorrow could be the day that you hit, but you won't know if you quit. Wow. So that's what I would try to tell myself. And that's not easy to do, but I would I train myself, really. Wow. I, I'm just stuck on you saying you just said a prayer asking for an increase of endurance. Wow. Yes. It's just, you just needed a little bit more gas. A little bit more gas. Oh, that's all you need because you have what, you have what it takes. You You have it. You have it. Yeah. And then in 2017, right before I got Black Lightning, I had been out for a bunch, right, Ash? And I was like, this is my year that I get my show. It was no ifs, ands, or buts. I was Mm. very, very sure and clear. And I had went out for pilot season for all these shows. And I'm like, wait, nobody called me back. Like, I know I'm going in the room. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I, and, and again, two years later, 2017, I, I, I broke down. Yeah. You know, Key. Shout out to Key. Who's one of your very best friends. You guys are sisters. That's my sister. But she's also a fabulous hairstylist who's the Amen. best in town. So Key's at my house, right? And I'm like, I know I just killed that audition. How is it that they they have not called me back? And I, I, I reached my point. I had went out to be a nurse. I had went out to be a pilot. I mean, I was everybody that week. And I just was drained. And I told her, I was like, I quit. I have a degree. Why am I doing this? The industry doesn't love me. This game is not for me, clearly. And she said, listen to me. Get up right now. I was on the floor. Like I couldn't get any lower. I was on the floor bawling. And she was like, get up. You already know what you got to do. And she like literally picked me up and spoke life into me. And that very next day, Mm. I had my chemistry read for Black Lightning. (gasps) Wow. The very 
next day. I, don't, I didn't have a callback. God was mm. like, you don't need a callback. You're going straight to chemistry and this is your show. But I was ready to I was ready to quit in that moment. And it's not until you are at your lowest moment to where God can only do the only thing he could do is pick you up. Yeah, that that's what I was just thinking. Like he wanted you to surrender. Surrender. The art of surrender. It's it's for yep. me, that's always what I'm working on getting better at. We both do that thing of celebrating other people's wins and successes. And it's not hard mm-hmm. for either of us to do. It comes Mm-mm. genuinely and mm-hmm. with a open, beautiful heart. Uh, so, you know, we got that down. Check. Yeah. Prayers to God for more endurance. Check. But mm-hmm. after all of that is done, you still have to surrender. You yep. still have to say... I am not in control. Your plans are better than mine. And that is so hard to do when you're ambitious and goal-oriented and you think you have it all figured out and you know what you want and you got all these things mapped out, but you can't map this out, what we're doing. Nope. Um, I've got to know, how did you go from working at the district attorney's office to being on our TV screens every day? So... I was the first in my family to go to college, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the thing that I just, from a little girl, I was like, I'm going to do this for us. I got to do this for us. And I'm also the oldest of of four. So I I felt like I had to set the path. But as a really little girl watching the Cosby show and watching all of my favorite shows, I was like, I want, I look like her. I want to do that. What is this? I was always fascinated with the with the entertainment industry and fascinated with sets and how they created and how is the TV show made. But in my mind, I was like, I don't have any family in the industry. Like that's a hoop dream, right? Like how do mm. you, that's not going to happen. So you go to school and you go to school to be a lawyer. And I only wanted to be a lawyer because I saw Claire Huxtable be a lawyer. I wasn't really interested. <laughs> Clearly, I really <laughs> wanted to be an actress. <laughs> but I went to school, I, I excelled, and then I got out of school, got a job before I even graduated, right? And I just didn't like it. I wasn't happy. It was not fulfilling. I could not see myself doing it for the rest of my life. And and I heard God speak to me. It all clicked. If you want to do it, start now. Mm. No shoulda, coulda, woulda is 20, 30 years from now about how you wish you would have done it. You know in your heart what you want to do. Just go for it. And everybody thought I was crazy, but I did it. And I was like, if you do this, you got to do it all the way, the best that you can possibly do it. And I left. And that's when I felt like my life opened up. That's when I found like happiness and what you're doing for a living. Philly and New York is super close. I just started commuting and figuring it out. And I I was like, when I make a name for myself here, then I'm going to go to LA. And that's wow. pretty much So wait, so I have went. a... What advice would you give to someone? Because I think, I think what you did is what a lot of people do. They start mm-hmm. down one path and then mm-hmm. they're like, ooh, ooh, uh, eh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I don't really mm-hmm. like this. Or they, or they realize life is too short. I don't want to sacrifice my dreams for something that's safe. And that's literally right. what you did. So what advice would you give to someone who is considering making a very big change in their career path? 
I would say what I know helped me was knowing that it was my purpose from God. So I got mm. closer to God. All the little girl church play that I knew and, 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 and how to do what my parents told me to do and have a relationship with God through my parents. I was like, you got to grow up because you're going to need God to do this. <laughs> There's no way what you're asking God to bless you with, you're going to be able to do it without having a, a real personal relationship. So for me, it was my spirituality. I feel like I knew this was my purpose because I found God in it. And I knew that I needed God to do it. Because it was the naysayers were like, bing, 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 bing. Mm. Why would you do that? Why would you quit that job? Why would you? How could you? And no one understood, but it's nobody's dream to understand but you. So have the confidence enough and the trust in yourself enough to know that you're doing this for you and you're going to see it through. That's really good because mm -hmm. I, I always mm -hmm. encourage people to really figure out the difference between their passion and their purpose. To me, for me, they're very different. My passions are things that I enjoy, that make me mm -hmm. happy, but they're also things that I can put down and not do. My purpose is God-given. It's why I'm here. It's something that I can't ignore. It's, even when I want to mm -hmm. put it down, it finds a way to, to come back and to focus. And I'm really proud of you for Thank stepping you. out on that because— now we get we get you we get to <laughs> we get the blessing that is Nafisa Williams. It's amazing. <laughs> Listen, I thank God every day for giving me the courage to leave what I thought I was supposed to be doing because because I was miserable working in the office. I, it just wasn't for me. I knew God had something bigger for me, so I'm just really grateful um, that I get to do what I love. I, I can't say that enough. So what what would you say was your first like glimmer of hope? Right. So you Ooh. left the job, right? You're like, oh, oh struggling. <laughs> what, what was the glimmer of hope? So I started going to New York. I started auditioning. And at first I was like doing a lot of hair modeling and beauty modeling. Started out like that. A lot of hype hair magazines. Yeah. So a lot of that <laughs> gave me hope. Like, okay, people see it, what I see and feel. But then I went on an audition for One Life to Live. It is so funny mm. how, how we speak about all being in the same class. Antoinette, we were both at the same audition and the same callback yes. and chemistry read. Isn't that something? Wow. I love that you bring up Antoinette, too, because she's another one that we're all, you know, coming up together. Antoinette, for those of you who don't know, plays Coco on Dear White People as my co-star on Dear White People, but also yep. someone who obviously, Nafisa, you've known for a very long time and have seen you. We've all been... Wow, 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 We wow. started out in New York together. I remember seeing Antoinette, like, because she was in New York a little bit before me. She was, like, booking commercials, like, yeah. working. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to book this. Like, I see the girls I'm in here with. I booked it, girl. It was a four-year series regular role. Wow. And I was like, that was it. <laughs> that was all I needed, Ash. That was all I needed to keep going and for me to hear God, like, Yep, this is for you. It got canceled like five, six months into my contract. But I mean, I was like, if I book that, there's no way I won't do it again. So that was wow. the glimmer for me to just keep going. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? 
when we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. So I want to know, and I want to get into Black Lightning because I have a lot of questions about what that experience was like. But okay, what have you sacrificed and who have you sacrificed it for? Who or what have you sacrificed it for? Who or what? Well, I sacrificed my family being with them for years. Like, I'm just moving back home to L.A. And that was really tough. I missed a lot of funerals. I missed family Mm. reunions. I missed um, just quality time with my family. So that is one thing that I that I gave up. I also for a, a. I just put my career first. It was not about relationships. It was not about having families. Um, if you were friends and you weren't involved in my L.A. life, I sacrificed it all. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, my friends who I grew up with, like I convinced everybody to come to L.A. I told I I was that friend that told everybody to quit your job, go do what you love. Because I had caught such a high from it myself. And I was just like, if I'm this happy and I'm feeling this good, like I want everybody else to. Uh, So I convinced a good bit of my childhood friends to move to L.A. So that was the beautiful part is that I did have a sense of family and a sense of home. Yeah, that was really beautiful. So I didn't necessarily have to find a, a core friends that I met in L.A. Like I had them. So that to me is something I'm still grateful for. Looking back... Okay. Would you change anything about how you went about pursuing your dream? I would not. Okay. The one thing I would change is to give myself that kindness and that grace. Mm. Because I was so hard on myself. And even, you know, those pre-moments of us having our, our show and being able to live, I was so hard and so trying to get to the next and so trying to get to the next. And Sidney Portier has a quote, rest in peace to the beautiful Sidney Portier. The reward is in the journey. And I, I think mm. a lot of times, like you spoke on, we are not realizing like, oh, I booked this under five. I booked this recurring. I booked this guest star. I booked this independent movie that, you know, has all been building blocks to get me to the, to the Black Lightning, mm. you know? So I think it would be having more grace. Um, and trust in myself a bit more. Hollywood can kind of make you question who you are and how you should be moving and what that image should look like, you know? So I think trusting myself more and giving myself more grace and kindness. Mm, yeah, that's who just more grace. I just think mm-hmm. just in general, just more. Mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves more grace, but we also just have to give more grace to others. I agree. So, Black Lightning Girl, you was just superheroing it (laughs) up, looking cute (laughs) in your little outfits, okay? I used to love your Mm. behind-the-scenes footage. Thank you. Uh, So, I want to go behind the scenes of how it all went down. Mm. So Black Lightning came at a time when obviously you were at a pretty low point in your oh in God. your yeah. So how much did it mean to you when it came? And how did it come? Something in me 
clicked and I was like, this is my job. I went in super laser focused. I was like, if I can borrow any focus from like Mike Tyson, somebody who mm. know, who, who knows about rounds. I, I was like, what would Mike, what is Mike Tyson doing when he's second round? Wow. Third round? I had to like really find wow. the fuel, the focus. I, I'm not talking to anybody in the audition room. And I just kept, you know, remembering that after each read, you're not done. You got to go back in there. Don't break focus. Don't be out in the hallway chit-chatting because this has nothing to do with your scenes. So it was the focus that I had, right? And I went in the room and I just was like, ah! I was like, y'all go get it all. Y'all go get it all. So I felt like I bared my entire soul, right? Gave everything that I had. And I... I went home and I'm in the bathroom and my phone rings. <laughs> and I was like, this is it. They call me in a matter of 15 minutes. And Wait, I live so no. close. I, I, I'm about I swear, to hang up on I, you right now. <laughs> I, I swear, I swear to you. It was literally one of the happiest moments in my life because it mm. was confirmation that God kept his promise. Mm. It was confirmation mm. To myself, that if I keep working hard like this, anything is possible. And you know, we're Sagittarius. So, first of all, we're super ambitious. And two, we believe like literally anything on this yeah. earth is possible for us. So when you have that glimmer of hope, when you when you get those confirmations along the way, it's just like, oh, you told me a Sagittarius this? Oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. Here's the thing. This is what's hitting me. <laughs> is that you know, earlier you spoke about what's yours will never pass you by because it's mm -mm. yours, right? Mm -hmm. And so you getting the congratulatory call mm -hmm. 15, 20 minutes after leaving an audition mm -hmm. is just confirmation that it was already yours. It was, it was before God created me, when he was creating me. Black Lightning was already in the mix. And I believe That's that. I know so that. so beautiful and so cool to have that knowing that mm -hmm. there are things on this earth that are mm -hmm. meant just for us. I needed to hear that. Yeah. That is so amazing. And when I got Black Lightning, it's like God sitting there and you could chuckle together because mm. it's like, do you now see why? I did not give you all of those other much smaller roles that you thought you wanted. Mm. And I'm like, God, you, you saved the superhero for me. Mm. The first black lesbian superhero for me. That wow. is a testament to sitting out and waiting for what is for you. Yeah, that's good. See, that's so the good. thing. This is the thing that makes it so good, sis. What makes it so good is that not a person on earth. Mm -mm. I don't care who you are. I just got chills. Mm. Not a person on earth mm -hmm. that is striving for something, is believing in something for themselves, and doesn't get what they think is for them. Not a person on earth doesn't realize that when they get what is for them, that it's better. It's it, so it, much better. It's never worse. It's never. It's the, never. The blessing and the guarantee is that it is never 
worse. So that's what I try to encourage people and myself. Whenever I'm in situations where I, where I know I want more, I deserve more, I'm getting a lot of no's, I, you know, whether it's, this could be in life, whether it's in dating, in, uh, in uh, career, in finances, it doesn't matter what Anything. area it is, whatever it is that you know you want and you be, you're believing in for yourself. If there's something you have to let go of or if there's a no you have to endure, know that it will be replenished with something better. Period. So much better. And I think it's also wise mm. of us to go back to the resume of how God gave us those blessings. Come on, and resume. Remember, yes, resume. I go through my resume. Girl, you better go through the resume. <laughs> literally it's a resume we have a life long resume of how many times god has literally came through for us and blessed us and set us out for a bigger blessing the resume the resume the resume. you're about to have me shouting screaming running laps around my home i cannot i can't Wow. When I find myself in doubt, when I find myself in fear, when I find myself questioning, I'd be like, so you do remember how God set you out for Black Lightning, right? And he'll never, ever give you less. That, that is the insurance. That is the trust. That is the faith. That is the confidence where I'm like, I'd be a fool to trip. I'd be mm. a fool. If you did that, then I'm okay. I never, I will never question you ever again. Mm. You got to be that level of faith. Wow. Wow, wow, And wow. it's not always easy, but that's why you got to go back to the resume. The resume. The, you ain't going to forget the resume. How often do you, how, okay, because yeah, the resume, I'm literally about to make like a sign in my house that says the resume. The resume. Um, how often do you review this resume? It's, okay. it's, it depends on the season, but more 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 times than not, it's whenever I'm in that that season of doubt or fear, mm. and I got to check myself. And it's just like, okay, so you gonna start doing this after he did all that? Like, come, come on, what are we gonna do? It's like even in our faith, we have to learn. And this is something that I'm saying for the first time, and is hit me. Even in our faith, we have to learn to, to graduate from certain levels and not keep going back to our old ways of thinking. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, sis, that just hit me. I didn't even know I was going to say that. Wow. <laughs> like, really, it's just like, okay, pre-Black Lightning, right? Whatever the doubt, the, you know, the fear, the, the, the fear of rejection was, after Black Lightning and, you know, you and God keep getting tighter, we can't keep going back to that level after God had already shown you what he's capable of doing. Now we mm. just kind of smacking God in the face. Mm. Mm. We got to graduate. You done talked about, this is all educational references, graduations, resume, <laughs> resume, <laughs> lessons. <laughs> No, really? you're right. You're right. We can't go back to that. And if I'm completely honest with you, post-Black Lightning, mm. going out for a pilot that didn't get picked up. Mm. And, you know, we're used to being in the rhythm of working, right? We're used to being, we're now in the rhythm of knowing how much we're going to make, how many blah, 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 blah is going to come in. And the old me wants to be like, Ooh, what's gonna happen? I don't. What, what's what's next? And it's just like now, baby. You know we're not gonna go there and play that game. 
We're going to rest because this is a season of rest. <gasps> yes, rest. Yes. This is my season of rest. I have not rested since 2017. I had no rest. I have just worked. And I'm like, God, I'm your soldier. You know I could do it. And I did it. But this has been, these last few months have been a season of rest. Even after Black Lightning, I worked, I worked, I worked. And then I could feel mentally and physically that I need a break. And it was very much in alignment with what God was doing. So, and my season of rest, because, you know, we get a little antsy and be like, what's next, what's next, what's next? Girl, I've been being lazy outside of my businesses that I have to work on. I've been watching TV. I've been eating good. I've been laying on a couch. I just been really enjoying this time off because I know when God hit that go button, it's over. So we have to get comfortable in our season of rest too and honor it. Well, I am so grateful for you. I just want to say thank you for saying yes. I really appreciate you. I really, really do. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before yes. we close close, um, mm-hmm. what has been your biggest takeaway from our conversation? The biggest takeaway from our conversation is that I'm not in this alone. Mm. That we're in this together and it feels good, you know, to know. We all want to know we're not in it alone, no matter what that it is. And it just feels good to know that, you know, we're, we're still grinding it out. We're, we're, we're finding new ventures. We're embarking on new ideas. And as business women, we are branching out. So that is really cool to see. I've always, always, always felt the love from you. And, mm-hmm. and whenever I speak of you or us, I the first thing I always say is it feels very genuine. And that's yeah. a beautiful thing to have in this industry. When we say things to each other, when we're congratulating each other, it always has felt very, very genuine. And that is, I, I appreciate that. So thank you. Oh, of course, sis. Yeah, ditto. My takeaway is that I have to be more mindful of reviewing my resume because I think that if I start doing that more, I'll feel a lot less anxiety. I'll feel a lot more, I'll I'll feel more excited about what's to come and not Mm -hmm. lamenting what hasn't come to pass yet. And I hope everybody else uh, has that as a takeaway. Yeah. I'm happy. Thank you, sis. I appreciate you so much. So fun. Thank you for having me. After the credits, Nafisa's favorite Black superhero. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. Its senior editor is Verilyn Williams. Our sound designer is Cedric Wilson. Our managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Assistant producers are Lauren Francis and Shanice Tyndall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and review wherever you listen to podcasts to ensure you hear the next one. So let's put a historical figure in an Afrofuturist Black comic. Who do you have? So who's someone you would want in your fictional world as a superhero? And what would their superpowers be? You know, what's really deep is, I feel like she was was that. Harriet Tubman. Mm. 
And if I would have had to give her something, it'd be signs from God. And she had that. She was, you, you know, when I think about like all that she was, I don't know if I would change anything about who she was. It'd be cool to see her in like a costume and, you know, in a fictional way, right? But yeah, no, Harriet Tubman is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Like, could you imagine Harriet Tubman in, like, a badass superhero costume doing what she do? She was already, she was already <laughs> it. Like, Harriet Tubman is so amazing. Like, like she, it, she is, to me, a real life or was a real life uh, superhero. And it's funny because they referenced my character in Black Lightning as Harriet Tubman all the time. And I think that mm. was so amazing and cool how Celine made sure that that was a thing. That was, like, my nickname. Mm. And I grew even more of a love from her because I connected with her even more from the show. But she was a real life superhero, like a beast, like literally. <sighs> and she didn't do it just one time. Like it would have been cool if she just did it once. We still would be time. here talking about her. But she did it a kajillion times. <laughs> that's, that's why yeah. she's a superhero. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.